and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there's no the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Europe, the best club in Germany, uh, best club in Germany, best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. Getting myself all tongue-tied. I am your host Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter at HEFPond. Facebook.com/HEFPond is where you can find all the latest Eintracht Frankfurt news in the English language, all found in one comfortable spot. So. Roman has joining me once again to talk about Eintracht. Welcome back, Roman. Woohoo! Hello, hello. Calling as the Weltpokalsieger besieger, so to say, as they in St. Pauli advertised for ages or still do that they beat Bayern after they won the Weltpokal last time. So now we did that too. We kicked their ass. Woo! What a game. Exactly. Uh, what's the song that goes Zet die Bayern die Lederhosen aus? Die Lederhosen aus, Lederhosen aus, Lederhosen aus. Yeah, we did that. And I think the most fascinating part about it is we played really well. So it was not like mm. the typical, you know, we had we were a little bit of luck and yes, it was, uh, you know, or maybe with a Kovac where we won 5-1 um, where we where they could have said, yeah, but they wanted to get rid of the coach and, you know, this was just like by uh, extreme well-played tactics and match, right? Um, we deserved the win, put it that way, uh-huh. you know, and, and not by luck and not because they were traveling or something, just because we were the better team. 100%. Look, the way we opened up things, uh, uh, Daichi Kamada and Kostic combination, then uh, Kamada provide. Look, his, Kamada was all over the place. He was just a lion in the midfield. Kostic was mm. wreaking havoc. Look, we benefited from the fact that in uh, Sula, uh, you know, He's a national, yeah. Uh, is a national team member, but he is not a right back, and uh, we took advantage of that. Kostic ran right on the guy, and you know, he's best when he plays through the middle. Um, so um, we're recording this after Bayern has already destroyed Lazio in the Champions League, and he was rocking and rolling in the middle of the pitch, and that showed kind of where his skill set lies. Not with playing as a fullback, and Kostic really opened that up. Kamada, look, his you know his saving of the ball on the line, you know, before going out for a goal kick, and then bringing it back in uh, for Eunice to tee up a wonder goal. You know, that was a proper goal out. So that was an impressive goal from him. You know, we honored uh, the. During the match and, uh, you know, with him, his goal uh, celebration with one of the names on the back of that hoodie of the Hanau uh, victims, you know, we celebrated yeah. in the right way. Yeah. And there's yeah, nothing very good more that we strength. can't be said to be more proud of this team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What can you say? It was just a perfect soccer match on all ends, showing where we stand. Uh against racism against all these uh, all the weird people and and we are the only still i think the only team in the bundesliga who says if you're a fucking uh right-wing nut your our club is not yours right we want you out so to say um 
and uh, and this showed it one more time that uh, that this is our philosophy we want open-minded uh, and embracing uh, people in our club around our club and this was i think a very strong signal um, for that and yeah makes us nothing else than more proud of and then with that game and that match and the the way they they played i mean as you mentioned but Eunice, i mean like give me a break like that was that was uh i don't know from from uh, from mars you could almost say right as, <laughs> as if a rover a mars rover uh um, dropped them here and um i yeah it's the whole game was just just amazing to watch from start to finish of course second half was a little bit uh, but then why you know you got you're 2-0 in the lead now they've got to go um, we were strong in, in the back you know all these all these critiques that uh, i put out um, uh, along uh, a few matches ago you know where we are not strong in the defense i think we we kind of solved that problem and um, yeah it was a strong very strong uh, attempt and of course like not to talk about the penalty that we could have gotten um so we should have won 3-1 uh, actually and even that would be a um uh, a, a rightful um uh, match right so um, mm. we we deserved it we deserved even the 3-1 and uh, and that's something completely new what we have to live with right so that's what i think is the most fascinating about um and i don't know yet how to how to handle it because i i try to have my my um my pessimism my uh, protective pessimism um out sometimes but uh, this is basically gone like what we see is a different eintracht which we haven't seen before it's uh it's been a crazy crazy season we've had our ups we've had our downs and i believe that the eintracht is on for greater and better things we knew that roman in the lead up to this match we knew that this was going to be the litmus test that we really needed being tested by one like the very best they had look byron had most of their starters out there. Did they have Goretzka out there? No. That I put down to them just trying yeah, to save as much legs as they could, all things considered, uh, for the Champions League. So couldn't blame them on that. But they had Lewandowski, Chupomoteng, who is a pretty good bang-up guy, Kimmich, Sané, Coleman, Davies, Alaba, Boateng, Neuer. I mean, that is still yeah, a no, very strong buy Absolutely. Team that can beat the vast majority of the teams on an off day within the Bundesliga because those guys are just able to uh, just take it and run. They're scary. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take this away from you uh, from us, right? So to say, like just because there are two, three players out, you know, like that's what happens all the time everywhere, and that's and especially if there's one team who can compensate. These type of players, that would be Bayern. So that's why I think we don't. Uh, that's that's not. It it might have helped absolutely, right? But then there are also other factors that can always count on. Actually, um, Brian, we do have something new for the podcast, which you are not aware yet. But we have a um, we have breaking news. Ah, uh, yes, break it, Roman. We have we have breaking news, and uh, we have a new sporting director. Um, if you. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, um, it's time. 
it is time. Um, yeah, so Bim Magna is going to be the new sporting director taking over for Hoebner. And uh, this is like you couldn't have picked the most appropriate guy to okay. be taking over for the Eintracht in that role. For me, it, look, him going from what uh, he was the head scout, now he's yeah, going to be the yeah. sporting director. Look, this keeps everyone, everyone within the Eintracht family. Uh, which is kind of funny because uh, we recorded yeah. uh, our bit uh, previewing Vida Bremen, and Vida from media is always something that is mentioned when it comes to Vida Bremen chat. So kind of teeing up that, but yeah, Ben couldn't be a better guy to keep the better things running in an upwards trajectory. And yeah, I guess then the question is, uh, who's going to be the uh, new head scout? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 not the most important role. I mean, the best. I mean, it will be important, but then I don't. I make no doubt that that Ben Manga is going to find a good replacement because if there's one person who knows scouting, it's going to be him. And I think that's for me is the news of the week, um, because that also makes sure that he's going to stay for the next two years. I would say right because he's not going to take this position to switch again uh, um, the year after. So we're going to have Ben Manga for at least. And I would even say more for at least two more years, and uh, and that I also I I would also believe that this would be similar for Bobic then, um, because I don't think he's got, he can go or he should be going um, to Berlin without him. As weird as it sounds, but uh, if if you if you work with such a and I believe he's very qualified. Um, if you work with a qualified person like this, then. Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to stay. Bobic is going to stay. Ben Manga is going to stay. And we're going to look to awesome 20 more, uh, 20 more, 20 more years of Eintracht future. <laughs> Not only with them, but they're going to lay the foundation work uh, um, for um, for a great uh, decade um, uh, of Eintracht f- f- Frankfurt in soccer. Indeed, indeed. So, Roman, I think uh, we have covered everything we need to cover with the Eintracht. And Munich, look, we can go on and on for like hours on end. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, we kicked their ass. We took names. We now have finally got the answer of what's going to happen when it comes to uh, the higher ups at the Eintracht. We're all covered there. Roman, how about we go to hashtag what do we drink before we go to our Verde Bremen chat? Sound good? Yeah, that always sounds good. Absolutely. Alrighty, so uh, off we go to hashtag what are we drinking? I thought it would be fun to bring on our guest uh, for this one. And uh, we have Doug in Kansas City, our Bremen fan uh, correspondent. Doug, what do you have for hashtag what are we drinking? Yeah, so you know, I've been I've been drinking a lot of actually like Bitburger, but right now I'm drinking a local brewery in Kansas City. Uh, the guy went to Germany and he um, studied especially lagers and pills, which in America, a lot of them are terrible. Um, so anyways, it's a it's a Czech lager called Premium and it's fantastic. Oh, wow. There we go. Roman, what do you have for us? Oh, I'm once again, I'm a little bit boring. I got water here. I got good but filled water. <laughs> yeah. So just yeah, min- well, mineral wasser. You do have those. You have yeah, exactly. You got the uh, best mineral wasser that there is for you know. We do. Uh, it's like hundred million years old, eight hundred million yeah. years old, and I'm drinking it right now. Isn't that crazy? That's like the 
<laughs> yeah, but you're paying more for that than you would beer in Germany. Uh, uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially the Fiddler, like our water is premium, so it's not really cheap, but it is very good, very healthy, very rich in minerals and everything, so, you know. All right, and uh, I am drinking uh, Boulevard Brewing Company. Mm. Uh, it's uh, Irish Ale. Uh, it's their uh, early spring seasonal that they always have. The, quote, tribute to uh, the Irish roots of Kansas City. And so all the barley in there. It's got a nice reddish hue, uh, t- reddish tinge to it. Uh, not too bitter. The color's, to me, really good. And you can start finding it in draft once a... Uh, uh, they start uh, getting the distribution issues that they were having uh, settled. But hey, that's now available in bottle form, and that's not too shabby, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, considering the kind of winter weather that Kansas City had been pummeled with, I think, <laughs> uh, speaking for myself, hmm. I'm really glad that uh, spring is around the corner. Oh, yes. Uh, and uh, hope is in the air that uh, things might return a little bit more to normalcy uh, or the course of the year. Yeah, but so, we don't want normal uh, on our side, right? Don't, don't. I mean, we we have a run. We are not in normal Eintracht mode right now, so the Eintracht needs to. True, 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 true. We don't want. No, we don't want to go back to normal. We want to. We want to stay at exceptional. Exactly. I can totally get on. I know, Doug, you won't, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, here we go into segment two, where we'll have a little bit more formal introduction of our guests. So stay with. Back segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Talk about all things Eintracht. You got the Bundesliga action. We have our Bundesliga match at the weekend to discuss. You know, uh, the Frauen will be getting underway uh, this weekend, this Sunday. Uh, currently, it's the women's international break. So uh, the Frauenmannschaft actually plays uh, later today as we record on a Wednesday. So we can't. Uh, Laura Freigang was not involved with uh, the national team, but a couple others uh, have been dispersed. Uh, but we'll get a little bit more into those weeds uh, later on. But they're going up against uh, Duisburg. Uh, Tani, uh, sad, uh, state that, uh, that entire region kind of is, uh, here's hoping that the Eintracht will get the three points, uh, from that one, whilst everyone else is involved with international break duty. So, here come the Frauen. So, um, I'd like to welcome back, uh, to, I believe, his third appearance on the Hey Eintracht Frankfurt podcast. He runs, uh, the Kansas City Bundesliga group, helped get that underway. Then go figure, we would find a home and, uh, Kansas City Beer Company, uh, that allows for Bundesliga fans, regardless of your team, even the Bayern, even the Schalke, even the Dresden fans, to be admitted in and enjoy the Bundesliga. Uh, Doug from KC, Doug Langner, welcome back. Great to be with you guys. Yeah, it's and, and congrats for you guys on your recent win against Bayern. Everyone but those fans are are happy for you. Indeed, indeed. Um, 
let's see, there was close to 30 uh, folks at the beer hall. Uh, I would probably say between the two of us that it, uh, we were one of two of five people not cheering for Bayern. So needless to say, uh, everyone was silent whilst I was yelling all sorts of profanity, celebrating our two goals. and As well you, know, you should have been. They- As well you should have been. <laughs> The Ebel boy that was brought on was flowing. Uh, and then got, then everyone else was suddenly realizing, oh, we want some of this. So, you know, hey, why not? Uh, Ebel boy over beer in that case. But here we are talking about uh, our upcoming match against Werder Bremen. But more importantly, the Bundesliga has a title race once again, guys. Uh, 49 points is Bayern. 47 points is Leipzig. Um, even though Bayern is out of the woods when it comes to playing in the Pokal, no longer uh, having that around their neck, uh, you guys have Werder Bremen. Uh, perhaps you guys might be able to kind of use that to brighten up, uh, brighten up everything that's around you guys. But with uh, just a two-point lead uh, by the Bavarians over uh, the Energy Can. Are you guys excited for a title race, or are you still looking at it in the mindset that so long is, as Leipzig is a part of that title race, it doesn't really count? Um, yeah, boy, it's it's kind of like, um, yeah, do you want to just keep drinking bad, bad flat pop, or do you want to drink uh, Red Bull and be sick all day. So, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm i glad that Bayern's not running away with it, of course. I mean, everyone that's not a Bayern fan, you got to be sick of it. But, um, you know, I guess I, I I hate to say it, but I'm at least glad it's a race. Um, and and I, I don't know. I hope somehow someone else could catch them, but I know that's not realistic. But um. Yeah, with us and Wolfsburg both seven points back, it's kind of hard for uh, the rest of us to play catch-up. Not that uh, Bayern doesn't have some strong matches upcoming. They still have to play Leipzig. They still have to play Leverkusen again, Dortmund again. You know, they have Stuttgart, I think, uh, in their next match. I mean, they'll take care of Cologne, let's be real. <laughs> but and, Yeah, but Brian, uh, imagine. They're getting that imagine. They play us in a few weeks. Come on now, Brian. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. And imagine if in the in the Hinrunde we would have been a little bit better, you know. Imagine like we would not have lost those stupid goals, uh, those stupid matches, you know, where we could have, which we could have easily won, you know, or like even like the the tides uh, with with Bielefeld and all of these things, you know, we could have, we could have easily and Bremen, and Bremen exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We could easily have like six, uh, six, seven, eight, nine points more on the balance yeah. sheets, and then we would have a title race. Absolutely. Um, other than that, I, I don't see a title race. I have to admit. No. Um, as long as Bayern is within uh, within reach, five points reach. Um, I mean, we had Dortmund. They were up, I think, six, seven points two seasons ago, and uh, um, they didn't make it. And the same way, yeah. it's. it's no, I mean Bayern. Um, yes, I mean they. If they got five points lead, they might lose a game here and there. But no, 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 no. That's uh, I don't. Yeah, for me, no, I agree. I, even know. though, even though Leipzig's two points behind, it it seemed like there were several other moments just recently that 
several other clubs could have been in reach and, yeah. and Bayern dropped points and they, they didn't pick them up. And so I think we all know how this song is written yeah. and it'll end up being Bayern in the end. Yeah, but the funny thing is now they're going to make it like the media. I hate the term the media. Sorry for that. But many of the um, of, of of sports journalism, they're going to hype it now as like the title race, right? Because obviously it sells better, and you probably can sell a few more magazine and overseas. You know, you can make it look uh, or seem tight uh, in the front. You know, but uh, don't 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 be fooled by that. I mean, Bayern's going to get yeah. this, and. Um, no doubt about it. And uh, in, in your comparison, I'm I I wouldn't drink the Red Bull because that that is really really bad, right? So I'd uh, I'd say to my how did you what did what did you say was it what kind of bad pop like just flat pop? I don't yeah, know. Like yeah, exactly. It's been open and sitting yeah. around. Yeah. So I'll stay I'll stay with a flat pop. You know, um, um, at least I know what I what I have. I know what I got, and um, uh, I'm I'm not gonna go to the to the sweet sugary. I mean, that, that shit just makes you sick. That's just a problem. Yeah. You know? No, I uh, think you're right. No, I, I, that's where we're at. We're we're yeah. drinking flat pop. Yeah, we're fling. Yeah. But haven't we the past five years? So, you know, we already used. We're used to flat pop. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they can. Uh, I'll save this much for Leipzig. So long as they make sure that they beat Bayern. I don't really care what they do with the rest of their matches outside of the Eintracht match in a couple weeks' time, so long as they lose that and beat Bayern. You know, if they, can, if they amongst other clubs, <clears throat> can keep uh, our good run of form going, I'd like to end the season on 78 points, which would require Eintracht to win their final 12 matches in a row, but... Hey, you know, uh, 78 points is a nice round number. You can make sure that uh, Champions League qualification is insured. And the likelihood is that uh, I still believe that we will uh, be the ones that stick around in the top four Mm -hmm. and that uh, eventually Borussia Dortmund will catch up to the Wolves. And uh, they can be enjoying that Europa League goodness. Or if a certain other team has a deep run in the Pokal, maybe the likes of Wolfsburg or Leverkusen will finish up in that first in year one of this new UEFA Conference League that's supposed to be, you know, a way for the lesser, the quote, lesser countries like Scotland or um, uh, Switzerland, Austria, uh Belarus, so that those guys can have their uh, chance to win some European hardware. You know, just saying. For yeah. Bremen, I mean, with staying in the uh, staying in the Pokal, you never know. I mean, we're into we're into the quarterfinal phase. Doug, I will I will throw it right now to a little bit more Werder Bremen talk right now. Quarterfinals of the DFB Pokal. You guys have reached that yet again. You guys have have been pretty solid at getting, you know, relatively deep runs into the Pokal. Now with Jan Regensburg, you know, from the Zweite Liga as your opposition, you have to be pretty optimistic, especially since, you know, with just, I guess you could say, Gladbach Dortmund versus each other and Leipzig versus Wolfsburg, that, you know, it's not out of the realms of possibility that you guys could make the final for the first time since I'm 
thinking 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere back then, um, if not a little before that. But no, I, I, you're right. I mean, the one thing that's happened in the Pokal this year is, is um, one, we've, you know, we've gotten some pretty good draws, and um, yeah, and, and we've got a real good draw here, Jan Regensburg. If you don't win that, you don't deserve to go on, obviously. But um, yeah, no, I mean, with several clubs still left that are in the lower division anything can happen no doubt about that and this and round we missed out. both the, the Borussias and Leipzig and Wolfsburg so um, you know none of those are teams that I think in the Pokal um, that we can't beat and and I say it very different in the actual Bundesliga but I think it's a competition we're set up well for um, especially with like the Gladbachs and Borussias and Leipzig's um, still in European play, so you never know what can happen if you get them in in one of these rounds. So it, it'll be fun. It'll be it's one of our bright spots of the year, um, amongst some others compared to some of our recent <laughs> years. But um, yeah, so excited about that, no doubt about it. All right, so let's get a little bit of a deeper dive into uh, the mindset of a Werder Bremen fan. So. And you have to realize that uh, so everyone remembers that you guys finished in 16th place. You guys got through versus Heidenheim in a match that I was following as I was painting my house, which uh, on more than one occasion, uh, I kept on thinking, oh, dear, looking at the match, I was like, oh, dear God, is this really where things are going to go? And uh, you guys survived uh, by the skin of your teeth. Um, it's not luck. You guys selling Clausen at the uh, this, before the season began, I thought that that was a big mistake. Um, Finn Bartels was another one who I thought was, you know, a long time contributor. Now a very strong contributor with Kiel as they are uh, on their trying to get promoted. You know, into the quarterfinals of the Pokal, currently in a four way tie for the lead in the Zweitliga. Uh, kind of crazy down there, just saying, with the likes of uh, the Ha Esval, your eternal rivals, Kiel, another team from the north of the French Last League, Holstein, to be fair, uh, amongst others like uh, Bochum and Greuther Firth. Um, you, I've not exactly been able to pinpoint uh, what it is that uh, has kept you guys in the, like, kept you guys going aside from you know, the fact, the confidence that Cologne has had moments where they're good, but for the most part, it's been a very small burst that you see Cologne being good. You have Schalke just being absolute shiza. Mm -hmm. uh, losing Nulfia to your own rivals really kind of sets the tone. And until recently, Mainz had been bad. You got Augsburg, who's just been a dead, just kind of like a dead, uh, a, a boat without a motor. Just kind of drifting along and just getting beaten up by everyone. And nobody cares. I guess I have to be taking some solace in the fact that there's a lot of other teams that uh, have really looked bad, and that has kept you guys in a much safer position than you know in previous seasons you would be in. Yeah. So yeah, except right now, I would think a lot of Bremen fans are we 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 have last season in mind right now, and so with our with our not even showing up last Sunday against Hoffenheim, losing 4 nothing. 
there's a lot of us, I think, that are, are pretty worried that even though we are in 12th and even though I, I would agree that some of those other teams probably have been have been worse. Um, what I do think is different this year is you kind of mentioned about Claussen going and Finn Bartles and others. I think last year we were the oldest team in the league, and, and, and that is not a measure for success for Voter Bremen. Um, for us to be good, we need to play young people. And, um, and we are. So um, with that, you're going to get a lot of growing pains because, yes, we definitely miss Colossus' presence as that creative force in the midfield. Um, and until recently, our stubborn manager wasn't playing some of the young <laughs> um, offensive midfielders that we have. And so um, this, this is, uh, you know, this, this is going to be kind of an interesting time. And so... Um, I think we are different that finally this year we are at least beating or tying teams below us um, and normally losing to the team clubs above us. Um, and and that, that this year is all about survival for Werder Bremen. And so um, I think, in fact, I just looked. I mean, we've given up as many goals as Bayern. So, I mean, one of the things we figured out is we figured out our back line other than last week. We've been a much better, more solid, um, compact club in the back. And so that's really helped us grind out some points and some victories, whereas last year we would, would lose those games. But how do you see the difference between last year and last season and this season? I mean, you just said, like, for us, survival is the is the one thing. You had that last season, right? So do you think, like, because of the the current situation, you couldn't, you weren't able to... Uh, to really make a step forward, or do you see a step forward? Or, um... well, here's what I see. Actually, if you uh, Bremen last year came into the season and their goal was to go to Europa League, yeah, and, which <laughs> you could argue that was insanity, and then that's that's a valid argument. But they didn't until it was very clear that they were in a relegation fight. They kept using the other language, and so. Um, I think I I think these next few weeks are crucial because I think it's either going to draw us right back in, um, but I do think the club itself understands this year is fully, wholly, and all about survival, mm. um, especially with our financial situation. And and I know other clubs are in that, but I think Bremen's at an interesting crossroads. Um, I think though. It's two ways, and, and there are Bremen fans, and I happen to fall in. I think our coach is just, he's lost some courage, and that's really worrying to me, meaning mm -hmm. not going for points in certain matches and playing for the tie. Yeah. And others will see that as, okay, that's the, that's the uh, wisdom of him going fully and wholly for survival And he's just going to grind out points where he can and get a few wins here and there. So it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm definitely on what I call uh, Team uh, Floco Raus. I, I think he's lost <laughs> the club, in my opinion, meaning I think he's a good coach. But I think coaches, this is my philosophy, are like yeah. underwear. You should change them out often because they start to stink. And, yeah. and I think that's where we're at with our coach. Um, but other people really disagree with me. There's a... There's for sure a, um, you know, other people would totally disagree with that. And they think he's a great coach and he's, he's doing what he should to, to keep us in the Bundesliga. 
Yeah, we'll put it this way. <clears throat> I, so I'm I'm a little bit biased, so I don't like him, right? But also what, what I believe is uh, very important for a club is stability. And if you look at the competition that we had, especially with like Schalke and Hertha, you know, they had everything but stability and uh, consistency. And that can be an additional killer. So um, I, I wouldn't get rid of Kofeld right now, maybe at the end of season, but maybe it's going to go to Gladbach for whatever reason. But uh, um, I think that would be the most elegant uh, version for you guys. But um, I, I would agree. But what I still don't understand is, is um, and, and this has been because like this is, I think like the fourth year where um, Bremen is really struggling at the end, and I know this is yeah. super tough, and it's even annoying that that uh, that I say this because we used to be in a very similar situation. Um, but what I'm missing is you know this one step forward, right? And I'm not even saying like what we did, like we leaped, right? So you cannot compare it, and a lot of coincidence and, and luck. Um, that made the difference between our relegation uh, match uh, a couple of years ago, uh, where Bremen, uh, um, or not relegation, yeah, but where Frankfurt and yeah. and Bremen were fighting for relegation. Um, um, and it's no, so I agree. Um, and the only thing I can say of a step forward is, it this year we're at least playing with young guys that have upside, mm. whereas yep. the last two years, for whatever reason, you know. And this is the Bremen Verifamilia thing of boy, you gotta stick with everybody, and I think yeah. we do it too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were still relying on Claudio Pizarro. I mean, yes, he's a fu- yeah. football god for Bremen fans, but him and and Bartels and um, boy, Moisander on the back line. I mean, you're you're going yeah. with thirty guys in there, not just early thirties, but you know, and so that's the one difference this year that. You know, I think it, it. they've learned that the back end is important. Um, but where I worry is they're so wanting to not let goals in that we aren't yeah. scoring goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel it, you know. And what's really sad about the whole situation is that, like, with the Pizarro, what you mentioned, you know, that they're not paying it back. You know, the minute he's not playing anymore, he's like, oh, now I go to Bayern. You know, we're like, wait yeah. a second. You know, you would, you would, you would feel like, you know, if, if you are that kind of fußball god, you know, then apparently he chose a different. You had the wrong denomination. Um, you know, I, so I think he likes it a little better in the south of Germany than in the north of Germany. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's sad to see, so to say, right? And but I, I, I know I what you, I know what you mean. Like when I lived in Bremen, uh, I felt this, this uh, in, in the town. You know, it's kind of like I would call it lack of reality to some extent. You know, they they are like in their um, uh, enclave. You know, they're like excluded kind of from the rest. You know, because and um, and and they don't really accept outside criticism. You know, in general, yeah. Um, yeah. because they feel themselves. You know, they feel themselves on competition with Hamburg, like even city wise, right? Whereas, like. There's no competition whatsoever, right? I mean, in soccer, yes, but city-wise, you cannot compare Bremen with. Yeah, Hamburg. sure. No, that's um, a, that's a good analogy. Yeah, it, it really is. And I mean, I don't know the last coach and uh, since uh, oh the hockey guy. I'm trying to blank him out of my mind, but everyone else has been from from somehow the Werder Bremen thing. Our sport director Frank Baumann, of course, Florian Kohfeldt was a you know youth coach. Yeah. Um, even our uh, assistant trainer Tim Borowski, you know, he comes yeah. out of that. So 
it's a very, very Bremen thing, the Voda Familia, and it, I, I worry sometimes that by insulating that, they, they're not learning things they should, but I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I think in general, like, since Bobic came to Frankfurt, right, to... Um, I kind of, I kind of have the feeling that when you're coming from outside and you kind of need to prove yourself, um, it's a that you got a different chance, a different situation. Um, it may be also a different motivation than if you were just from within the family, right? Because the family always takes care of you, you know, no matter what. Yeah. Um, as much as I love family analogy, like in business, uh, it's maybe not sometimes the best, right? Or in, in soccer, it's not the best. In business, it, it, I agree. It's work. And and the final thing I'll say on that kind of like I do agree with you, Roman, about I. It's probably not the time to get rid of Kofeld, but boy, if there's not a plan at the end of the season, it it it's tough. Like yeah. I, I really. I hate to say it, but I hope he goes to Gladbach because one, we'll get money for him. Exactly. Two, I just think he has no more to offer this team. You yeah. know, he's the longest serving manager outside of Christian Streich in the Bundesliga. So you do have to give that for him. But I also think there's a reason other clubs don't keep with guys. You know what I mean? I don't, I think it's something strange in the modern game. And, yeah. and, and there is a fine line of stability versus you know have you lost this team and i i i just don't it's funny he used to at least go for every game no matter what and now even in ties or in times where you know it could be a tie or when and she didn't he just doesn't seem to have the will to go forward and and win those three points and yeah. and it's okay with the tie and i think that's bad for a club like this yeah. to make and that next step forward And he's not developing anything, right? So that's what I always see uh, the biggest problem of the whole thing, you know? So if you if you look at Bremen where he started his career and if he ends in the next year, you would say, okay, those are four or how many years? Uh, four lost years, right? So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, unless maybe you, you win the Bukal, then we, we talk different. But uh, besides that, you know, it'll be four lost years. And in, in the times we are in, that's crucial, right? Um, I mean, totally. you could... You can we can be lucky that there are teams like like uh, Schalke and and other Hertha you know who are also struggling, um, but even you know like Mainz um, who would have been usually um, further up, uh, Bielefeld of course, but uh, yeah there's there's the step forward is missing and I'm not and I'm not meaning and it's like I said like just because I'm now looking from the top of the table looking down uh, that has nothing to do with it I'm just talking one step. Right, and this is kind of correct. Like the stability in the midfield, you know. That's um, if you would have right now about thirty-two points, you'd be kind of kind of half safe, right? But then you yeah. could say, okay, let's focus completely on the Bokal, right? Let's put everything in for that, and then finish up twelfth, uh, worst case twelfth, and uh, that would be, I would say, um, a step forward. Um, and now, yeah, you just rely on Schalke and and. <laughs> oh, I agree. And and if you look, I mean, just as of late, so we got Schalak by Hoffenheim, who was at the same place as us in the table. We tied to Freiburg. We tied to Schalke. Um, we killed Berlin before that. But the point is, you know, we could be safe by now and be talking about that step forward. But instead, I think a lot of Bremen fans were feeling that creep. Uh oh, here we go again. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And that's also actually so, so what here's you a mentioned, uh, one, one quick one, when you mentioned before with the or Europa League, right, the goal that you kind of um, um, uh, called out. I think that's not wrong. That's right. That's what you got to do, right? I always strive for high aims and I always think, you know, you got to uh, aim high. Um, and, and that's what I like about the new Frankfurt under Hütter, you know, that we are aiming higher again. And then if you don't make it, at least you tried. You know, worse is not trying. And maybe that's also what lost, you know, like when when you aimed high and you you uh, you didn't make it, it probably like got a lot of frustration. And then you can't kind of re-aim high again. You know what I mean? Like once you yeah. once you have once you fell so hard, you don't try again to to get the same uh, to same goal. Which you probably should have, right? I'm, I'm not saying like you should have said now. Okay, let's do again Europa League. That would have been um, um, absurd. But you know, at least you know. I don't know. Always aim high, and and you know, you got to aim to the to the Mars uh, to land on the moon, right? Isn't that kind of like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. But I do think this was the realistic plan this year yeah. versus last year, and especially knowing. And this is the thing I don't get is why it's taken us this long to really go with young players. Because that's how Voda Bremen is going to be taking the next step. You know, it's it's not bringing in old guys, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's developing youth, selling them off, and buying good guys. Um, kind of, you know, and maybe what, what you guys have done a little bit of, but because I think you've made some really good transfer moves recently. Yeah, but where Bremen used to be way better is exactly what you said. It's like bringing up young guns, you know. I mean, what we are good in right now is spotting people like from XYZ and then bringing them uh, over and selling them. Uh, we're doing kind of like the mines, the mines thing, maybe a little bit better. Yeah. But um, you guys in Bremen used to be like really own own grown players better than Frankfurt. And there's nothing happening on that end. And that could also be, you know, the coach, Baumann, I don't know. Um, yeah, I always blame the coach. If they don't give playtime to young guns, you know, then see, you're you know. speaking my language. A lot of people think it's Bauman, but I, I just think the coach um, ultimately sets. I, I think there's talent on this team. I really do, mm -hmm. and I think that you know Florian Kofeld. I think he's he's done his thing, and I'm ready to move on. Yeah, yeah. Where's Clements Fritz? You know he's with the club, so he once he retired, so he is giving back, and I I forget his exact role, but he's he's only growing with the club. So stay tuned in two or three years, he'll probably be the Bremen cool. trainer. <laughs> yeah, good. All right, because he was always seen one who had Bremen in his veins to kind of talking about you know Bremen finding guys kind of like Eintracht, and then kind of bringing them along with the club. You know, he was a casual um, for a couple of years playing in this Vital Liga and then got like a year and a half chance at Leverkusen. But Leverkusen, sometimes they have a little bit of Bayernness about them where hey, if you don't kick off right from the word go, if you're a young gun, eh, we'll chew you out, spit you out, and someone else can uh, figure out how to fix you. And, you know, he developed into one of the longest-serving players in the history of Werder Bremen. You know, multiple uh, Pokal finales that you guys made, including winning, I think that was the 0809 one. He also made the 0809 UEFA Cup final. You guys played in the Champions League. You guys did a lot during the time that he was there. And you can't, there are some guys on this team who... 
make me kind of excited uh, for your guys' future, especially from the defensive side. I think Marco Friedel has got a lot of uh, potential. Uh, Felix Agu is also another one who I've seen a little bit of, and he's got he's in that kind of right age, kind of developing and getting the minutes uh, that uh, you know Bremantine needs to kind of rejuvenate. Because you can't just keep on hoping that Moisander will just sign a new contract or that oh I'm forgetting uh, Gabriel Selassie will sign a new contract. I mean these guys are both on the other side of like 35. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's it's. Different. Definitely a thing I think I I like that, you know, even though Gabriel Selassie's in there in Toprak and you needed a few of those guys, but exactly those guys you're talking about, Frida, Lagu, and, um, you know, the the problem I think is that guys like Josh Sargent um, should be taking this time to make that step. And, you know, I don't see it. I, I It's... It, it, and that's where that's where the difference of being safe this year is. I mean, the guy's got two goals. One of, sorry, one was against Frankfurt, but uh, to mm. bring a point <laughs> to yeah. a point back. But that's where it's tough because I do think we've got talent and and a lot of guys waiting in the wings, and they're finally getting their 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 due. And and I would argue, in some cases, it needs to be even more if that makes sense. Mm. Like we've got other guys that we can slot in there. Um, Selassie should not be an every match player anymore. Uh, when you have a guy like Felix Agu, you know, um, he'd easily be able to go to the right and, and have Augustensen on the left. So anyways, yeah, it's, it's just one of those interesting things, but, um, we've got a young, uh, Austrian, uh, Romano Schmid that I think looks really good in the attacking midfield. And I just think they need to play them, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think that, but that's good to um, know, right? For me, I would have thought like, ooh, Bremen, you know, like they don't have any money. And if they would need to replace half of the team, they'd be in deep trouble. So I'm glad that you already have um, uh, um, some players that are basically waiting in line that you can slowly bit by bit um, uh, get ready into replacement uh, of the old old ones. But because yeah. otherwise it would be even worse because like right now, if you don't have any money and then needing to replace... Uh, main uh, players, you know, that would be whew, probably the worst, unless you win the Bokal, but that would be a right. game changer situation anyway. So, sure, um, sure. But Yeah, that's the kind of money uh, when Eintracht Gunvald Roman, I don't remember, like uh, just making the final, you know, made us the kind of money that allowed us for the 17-18 season to bring in that w that allowed us to bring in the likes of Alea and Co. and yeah. then make you know moves for uh, Rebic and Jovic initially to even be brought into the club yeah. and look at where that then took us to. We went to our second Pokal final, yeah. and then we happened to be big bad Bayern that gave us a nice windfall. We played in the Europa League, made it all the way to the semifinals, uh, riding this unbel the unbelievable uh, herd of buffaloes. I mean, I think that Werder Bremen could be on the cusp of that. I mean, I think once Johannes, I think that 21-22 season for Johannes Eggestein, he'll be back for Werder Bremen. And the likelihood is that the youth movement will be in much more full swing, of which you need a coach who is better suited to doing that. And uh, we'll see what we will see. But, Doug, you did kind of talk about the uh, recent matches that you guys had. Hoffenheim side, you know, you're able to take points off of teams that you're comfortable with. 
um, was the Hoffenheim match an anomaly, or was it more where you guys really are at? I, I you know, it's a good question, and, and the honest answer is that I don't, I don't know. Um, what I've seen recently, though, is we haven't been giving up these just terrible matches like we have in the past. So, um, I mean, the Hoffenheim game was just absolutely terrible, and and guys better be looking at themselves and asking what what their what their motivation is right now. But um, you know, the the real story of the season has been that. We, we have gotten stability normally in the back line. And, and even if you look at our, our uh, results, it shows that. We're not getting blown out like we have in years past. Um, now we're having trouble scoring. That's a, a real problem. And, um, you know, and that's, that's kind of the name of the game is whoever puts more, more uh, into the back of the net. So, um, like, what I think we're going to see Friday, I don't think you're going to see what happened to us with Hoffenheim um, but I think it's going to be more like, and, and we also tend to have this, this year we play up or down, um, to some of our competition, you know, like we, we took points off of Bayern. I mean, that was one of my goals this year that we go deep in the Pokal and take points off of Bayern. So for me personally, we've, we've met a couple of the, of course, and be safe. That's the other thing. Um, and we're not quite there yet either, but so it's going to be interesting because I, I think, um, yeah, this will be an interesting week because I mean, we're at home. However, we've, we've not made home a fortress. Um, and so I, I think it's going to be a grueling match on Friday, actually. Um, I really do. Yeah. Will the coach have an eye on the Pokal or... Is it more of a, we focus only on what game is on hand? It better be. What, with, with, yeah, because with, with Young Regensburg and the Pokal, that is a real serious chance to uh, secure more the long-term, uh, for the long-term, uh, Bremen's financial security by proceeding to the semifinals. Because, I mean, what if you got Holstein Kiel versus uh, Roltweiss Essen? What if you got the winners of that match? Suddenly you're looking at a serious possibility of a final and the money that comes with that. And God, you know, then it's just a crap. Hey, then you're just in a, you know, a total crapshoot with a team that you at least know that, you know, on your day you can beat. That's the amount of windfall that is all that requ- is required to, I, in my opinion, resuscitate Bremen as more of a force within the Bundesliga. I think, though, it, it's just more because of recent history. I think this game, they're all in. And because of how bad last Sunday was, um, you know, had we even lost by a goal but played well, I, you could have maybe seen them looking more for Tuesday. But you know, we're in 12th place, but we're only, I think, five points from the relegation playoff and six points from direct relegation. So if if he doesn't, then, boy, we're really in deep trouble. Uh, <laughs> well, at least you got Cologne and Bielefeld in the immediacy, you know, immediately uh, following the Eintracht and the Pokal. So you at least can then say, well, <laughs> it's just the gauntlet that you need to run to ensure uh, Bundesliga survival because 
you know, then of teams that are kind of around you or below you, there's not many matches of those left because right. you got Mainz in, in late April and then early May, You excuse me, mid-May you have Augsburg, but those seem very far away. And if you don't get the points now, then you're going to, well, then you're looking at uh, Wolfsburg, Leipzig, Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, even Union, who like have been struggling of late, still has shown to be good when they are fully healthy. I think know. I think the main matches coming up for Bremen are, of course, the the Pokal match, and then it's right after that is the Cologne match. But then we actually have a makeup match from Snow that happened a couple weeks ago against oh, Bielefeld, yes. and so that's on the tenth. So those those are going to tell a lot about Bremen of whether it's hey we're safe and making a step forward or guess what? We're right back in the relegation battle. Yeah. And your worst nightmare would be uh 16th play another 16th place finish only this time going up against a Haas foul. Your worst nightmare. Uh, we know Haas foul is about ready to make their, their explosion down. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Roman, I think it's time we look at the match and yep. make our predictions. What do you think? Oh yeah. Well, okay. So here's my new my new thinking, right? So um, we're we're not in the normal in the normal realm. I would have said uh, we would have lost this one to Bremen, but we're in a new realm. We're in a new uh, era of Eintracht Frankfurt, and I can bring out a little bit of optimism, especially against uh, um, opponents uh, that are struggling, that are um, maybe also trying to eye on on. Um, on the DFB Pokal, but also maybe there's also a little bit of fear and uh, nobody wants to play us right now. So we're going to win it uh, three to one because we cannot keep a clean sheet. So um, yeah, three to one for Frankfurt. All right. Uh, that being said, Doug, what is your predictions for the Eintracht before, every, uh, before I then uh, announce where you can watch the match around the world? Yeah, so I think um, we are going to play better than we did last week. Um, but you guys are in such... Yeah, exactly, exactly. It can't be worse. But um, I. Th but you guys are in such good form, you know, and you don't have European competition to, to be playing for or looking forward to the Pokal. So I think in the end, you know, I think a lot of the Frankfurt-Bremen matches as of late have been pretty tight. And so... Um, you know, I think we pulled a point kind of later, if I remember, in, in this last time we played. But I think you guys are going to win 2-1. to one. All right. So long as uh, Rajitska doesn't think that, you know, it's 1-1, one, one, I'm just going to have a go at this long-range free kick out of freaking nowhere just to blow up the entire scene in our faces. Uh, if I can avoid that uh, humiliation, you know... Uh, I'll consider that uh, well worth it. Um, I think that the Eintracht is going to do uh, some good damage here. I think that... Actually, I do believe that our defense is fine. We'll look at, you know, what they did wrong against Bayern, what they did right against Bayern, and we'll take on Werder Bremen, and we'll come away with a 2-0. We'll get the clean sheet, mm. uh, but it's not okay. going to be easy. Okay. It's We're not going to get the second goal until halfway through the second half, so the game's going to be entirely in the balance yeah. uh, until the second half when the, final, when the second goal goes in for the Eintracht. And I think it's going to be a combination of Silva, 
coming back from injury. And I think... Uh, Jovic needs to score. Mm, I'll give it to uh, Kostic because, good God, that man's been on fire. On fire. So, ways that you can watch Eintracht versus Werder Bremen. So, this is going to be the Friday match, uh, February the 26th. So, ways that you can watch that in the English-speaking world and across the globe. So, in the Caribbean region, uh, flowsports.co and flowsports app have got you covered there. In the English-speaking world of the, well, down under, that's KO Sports and BN Sports Connect. In Australia, New Zealand, uh, that is going to be uh, BN Sports Connect New Zealand. So, in North America, where two of us have reside. In Canada, that's going to be broadcast on Sportsnet World, Sportsnet One, and Sportsnet Now for streaming. And, of course, it's going to be on ESPN uh, Plus when it comes to the United States in the middle of the North Sea, the two isles, uh, the, in the UK, that is BT Sport 2, along with Ireland. Uh, someone kind of got into me when I said that it was the British Isles. Sorry about that. <laughs> right, please, <sir. laughs> My mistake. And, of course, Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. That's going to be on uh, Euros, uh, Eurosport uh, HD Eurosport 2 there to watch it. Uh, Austria, that is a D-A-Z-N. Uh, it's, the differences are uh, in uh, Blue Sport in Switzerland, so the differences are when it comes to the Friday match, you got so many other people who've got their hands in the cookie jar on this one. Anyways, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Doug, where can we find your Werder Bremen and uh, <clears throat> Uh, Chicago White Sox ramblings. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see a lot of swear words on Twitter, I'm at, at KC Bundesliga, and it's normally me being pissed that we're losing another match. But uh, uh, come on down, yeah, and once in a blue moon, yeah, you see some Chicago White Sox, and we won't be terrible this year. Well, let's be, let's be real. In about two and a half months' time, uh, Werder Bremen will be an afterthought, and the entire... Uh, AL Central Division is all that's going to be uh, discussed between your, ourselves uh, because, well, the Royals are crap. The White Sox, you know, are spending money for the first time since <sighs> I've forgotten when. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, Roma, where can we find you in social media? You find me on Twitter on Eagles and Instagram Eagles. And you can also follow me uh, on Discord at KCSGE on Twitter, that is at KCSGE. On uh, more importantly, the show it can be found on Twitter, that is at HEFPod. Uh, for all the latest news and information on Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language, all in one easy to find spot, that is facebook.com slash HEFPod. And also, you can always drop us an email, uh, that is hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. So from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, thanks for listening to our ramblings. And uh, until next time, tschüss. 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 Hey,